Hi, I'm Keegan, and this is A Bunch of Gamers. This is our 117th episode of Werewolf the Apocalypse 20th Anniversary Edition. Twisted Kin. I'm going to go around and have my players introduce themselves. I'm Tyler, and I play Kyle, also known as Guards the Low. He's a Philodox of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm Sam. I play Cora. She's an Aruna in the Geta Fenris. Hi, I'm Adam. I play Mark Guides the Fallen, and he's a third of the Children of Gaia. Hi, I'm Sean. I play Zeb, speaks in sweet whispers. He is a theurge of the Silent Striders. Hello, my name's Thomas. I play Dimitri Howells in memory, Lupus Galliard of the Bone Nars. Hi, my name is George. I am playing William Grows Matrices. He is a foster and Arun of the Glasswalkers. Last time, the packs went through the hive once again, trying to find the main body of the Garu army. It is here that they are reunited with several of their allies, including Shadow Dagger from Sept of the Green, as they battle strange banes that possess corpses called Rotwalkers. After a fierce battle, as their claws and flesh burn from the acidic blood of the strange creatures, the Pax finally reunited with the main force of the Garu. The Pax then found Regender Final Days, who has been aiding in this great war and decide to go with him after he heard strange noises when a small rite of cleansing was performed so that the Garu of this area could rest and recover. The Pax went that way and discovered eight Metis, pre-changed in pits being fed human flesh. Now the question of what to do with these Metis comes. Regender, is this the sound that you heard? I think so, yes. I think pulling them out is extremely dangerous. It presents risk should they go and suddenly decide to feed on the flesh of some of our fallen, or just left unattended. Leaving them here might be the best route right now. I agree, we don't know how close they are to their first change or what rights they have already done on them. I think it would be best to leave them here until we figure out what to do. Regender speaks up going, That's all well and good, but... I may have to ask a fairly pertinent question. How do you all think the Red Talons would react to seeing this scene? Or Tatiana Guts the Weak? Would they, stumbling upon this scene, have, have the same mercy as the rest of us? No, but it certainly wouldn't be a mercy to take them out and then not have the people to ensure that they stay behaved. It would just kill them a few miles down the line. But we can modify this scene some. We can... We should rehide the ladders somewhere else so that if the Black Spirals come back here, they can't pull them out at least as easily and destroy the daggers and perhaps the skin record at the very least. Let's do that first then and make sure... And then we can come up with any additional plans if needed. So to hide the da- uh, the ladders effectively, I'm gonna need an intelligence stealth. All right. All right, Dimitri. All right, here we go. Uh, what's the difficulty? Seven, because you just don't know where all the nooks and crannies are here. All right, Dimitri. Moving along, you are grabbing the ladders and you're actually putting them in several different places so that if one cache is found, not all of them are found, which would slow them down in retrieving their pups. As you move one and you actually adjust it to be 
in a behind a different table at a slightly different angle. You actually hide one close to its original hiding place, but just beyond it. So if someone looked, they wouldn't be able to see it immediately and would probably think that the ladder was taken. And the last one, you're actually able to find a rather grisly nook and you slide it under the pot pile of bodies very carefully and then lay them back over it to keep the ladder hidden and making it slightly more difficult to remove quickly. Mark's going to destroy the uh, abominable record. Okay, means you're just grabbing them and tearing them to shreds. And I'm gonna make sure that they like get pounded into the dirt so that no one like finds like, oh, what is this flesh? And it happens to be like a glyph on it or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. And then Kyle, Zeb, I'm guessing you're taking apart the daggers and things like that then? Yep. Yep. Cool. Same with William. Maybe hucking a few bodies that were flayed into the pile to, to make it look slightly less incriminating. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Okay. Is it- what what other uh, what what pieces of the description have we not destroyed or moved? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's the, the sacrifice, the, guess, the but... sacrificial altar that you haven't destroyed yet, and you haven't destroyed several just like glyphs written on the wall that seem to conse- consecrate this place to the glory of the worm. And the green dragon. Are these glyphs painted, like painted on, or like? They're carved, etched, in. carved in. Yeah, they're etched okay. in with claws, though, so you can claw them okay. out with your own. Well, the do any of these glyphs represent what was happening here, or uh, are they? Because if if there are glyphs like this other places, I would almost rather leave those in place and just take out the altar. You can start reading them. It'll take a few moments because you're, you know reading and trying to get the gist of things. You begin reading. It is a story about the totem and how the first totem here was that of the green dragon. But there are to- there are several stories how the spiral hive kept growing and how humanity's gift allowed the hive to grow and strengthen. That the very stone would rot and how the dark places seem to quiver and how Hakaken was called and it is here that the glyphs reveal that this hive has a second totem due to its power has anyone mentioned that at all previous no no one knew oh well fuck okay William you should let your glasswalker friends know that there's a second totem. I was just thinking about doing that. I'll go ahead and pull out my phone and send a... I'm gonna phone call that, just as a quick, if I can. Okay. As you start calling, you hear the the static on the other end, but you hear... Brismaestresses, what's up? We have some dire news. For Moy's Bane and my pack of omens has fought the green dragon. One of the totems here at the Hive. We found out that there is a second totem as well. Hakakin. Heart of fear? That's what we're reading here in these glyphs on this wall. Thanks. I appreciate it. We'll spread that around with the main force. We'll let you 
as you hear kind of statically on your phone. It's hopeless. Yeah, William, you cut out for a moment. Yeah, I'm still here. Did did you hear the other totem that is that resides here? I I just got static. As he cuts out, and then you hear him going. Yes, I heard it. Well, go ahead and spread that information around. I'll go ahead and make a couple phone calls as well, and see if I can get in touch with some some of the people. Sure. The army's already getting ready to move. I'll spread it out, spread it around. We'll we'll let everyone know that there's another powerful spirit here. May God be with you. May cockroach guide your steps. All right. Don't destroy the glyphs. If anyone else comes by that hasn't heard this, it may be important for them to read it too. But let's destroy the altar. So, William keep making other calls while everyone else kind of just takes apart the altar and smashes it up. So, from the way you entered the room, there's a path directly to your right that leads out of here, and then a path directly in front of you from when you entered. My gut says maybe we should take the tunnel to the right. I guess following a gut is as far away as good as any. What do you think, two hearts? Cora's gonna listen down both ways. Okay. See if there's any noises that I can pick out or anything interesting. Sure. Uh, roll. Which one do you want to start first, then? The one on the path on the right? Yeah. Okay. Roll perception alertness, please. Div six. Okay. On the one to the right, you don't really hear anything. There's a couple dripping noises, which is fairly common in these cave se- systems. Okay, and then to the front. All right. You move <laughs> that way. As you listen, you're kind of just the staleness in the very air itself. I'll relay that to to everybody. Any suggestions? As I'm thinking forward, it's it seems eerily quiet to me. It could be the den of the other and other spirit. All the more reason to head that way, then. As you start moving down that pathway, the pathway once again splits relatively soon as there's another path to your right and it continues straight ahead still. I'd like to try and listen again. Which one, right or straight? Straight. Okay. Once again, you hear kind of the quiet, you know, stillness of the air. The occasional dripping noise. And that's to the right. You hear kind of a wet, slopping noise. That seems more interesting. Writhing. That seems much more interesting than than dripping. (laughs) So I'll suggest to the right. Alright, let's head there then. But carefully. Can we see in these hallways again? There's ambient light of some kind. It once again goes to pure darkness. So your lambent sight is on it, so it's like full moon. Excuse me, full moonlight. Come here, Dimitri. Come here. Guide me. (laughs) All right, here I go, guiding uh, William through the dark. As you move through, the slopping noise gets louder, more like banging, things like that. And as you enter, it seems to be coming from almost all around, as this place is built almost for acoustics. And your own steps seem to make it seem like you're coming from multiple paths as this area just opens up to in front of you as it's kind of an almost spherical 
shaped room, smooth except for a couple odd grooves along the ceiling. Those with Lambit's sight soon notice that the grooves are writhing as it seems to be almost a mixture of centipede and human-like shape face or shapes with tiny almost like infant hands at the ends of the hundreds and upon thousands of legs crawling and sliding along as you see this huge deer-like head with centipede-like jowls coming out of the sides as you just hear it cooing in almost a toddler-like voice along with that of an old man. As its body starts to shift and contort into multiple different ways as several long spider-like legs shoot out in gelatinous form as its body condenses into a slightly more solid form, the head taking on an oval-like shape as several zipper-like mouths open up around the face with needle-like teeth. Uh, initiative, please. And I can't see in this room, can I? No, you cannot. You take a plus two difficulty to everything. Yeah. That's what I like. We need to find like a little like mining headlamp for William so you can <laughs> see. Dimitri, what are you doing this round? Uh, I'm going to dodge and then I'll spend a rage to use distractions. Regender is going to activate strike the air. Kyle? So, I mean, th this thing changed its form, but it's still, like, on the ceiling? It's on the ground now. It it's reachable. Okay, okay. Uh, then I'll spend a rage to dodge and to claw. Mark? I will dodge and spend two rage to make two claw attacks. Zeb? Metanosis for Battle Mandela. William? I will dodge and try and listen to where the enemy is. The spirit is going to warp reality. Cora. I have a feeling that this thing's willpower is pretty high, but I'm still going to try. I'm going to spend one rage. I'm going to activate true fear and then claw at them. Okay. So activate true fear, please. Difficulty uh, eight. Mm, one turn. Ah, you bitch. <laughs> As you strike and nothing happens, it activates warp reality. It succeeds. All of your guys' skin turns partially to stone, decreasing your die pools by three as you are too slow. Beautiful. Any botched attack rolls causes your skin to rip open because it's stone and it lost a lot of its elasticity. So don't botch. Got it. Okay. William, perception alertness please. Diff 8. Oof. Okay. You don't hear shit. Uh, next round, you're, because you botched, and you botched so spectacularly, you'll add another plus one difficulty to your next physical action. Fair enough. Alright, Zebulon? God, my one whole success. Whole. One whole success. It loses it one essence. Alright. Mark. Dodgy. It's soaked. All right, and we Second got attack. an air attack. Yep. So you Ooh. slash nothing. You're just Ooh. clawing, and all you feel is stiff. 
All right, Kyle, not a botch, but you do just miss. As you kind of just move, you go so slow that the creature, even though not trying to actively dodge you, takes just a couple steps to the right and you slam your claw into the ground. Regender activates the gift strike air. All right. Now, Dimitri, distractions, which you do not take a penalty on. Oh, oh, nice, nice. Um, and also to clarify that its willpower is eight, correct? Yes. Okay. So for three turns, it takes a one die penalty. All right. Dimitri, what are you doing this round? I, I guess I'll, I'll dodge and then I'll claw it. And I'll okay. spend rage to do that. So you're going to claw it and what? Claw dodge. Regender is going to try and use the gift rollover. Kyle? Uh, I'm going to do the same thing as before, okay. but I'm also going to try and flank with Dimitri. Perfect. Mark? All right, so then I'll just uh, dodge and spend a rage to claw. Okay. Zeb? Spirit Snare? Correct. William? I'm going to do the same thing again. Dodge and try and listen to the enemy's location. All right. The spirit is going to warp reality. Cora? Cora's going to attempt true fear again on it. Okay, it's cowed for four turns. Okay, it's going to warp reality with a one-die penalty. So... Its skin turns to silver, and it curls up like a hedgehog with silver spikes pointing out. All right. Which means it's going to act like porcupine, or gift of the porcupine, which means if you don't score more than uh, five successes, you have to roll your strength in damage that you cannot soak. All right. William, perception alertness, please. Do I do, do, do take the plus one diff to the I'm going to say yes. Action? I will say yes, because okay. you're you're turned um, around now. All the sounds are coming at it like this weird cacophony of noise. So you're just like, where is everyone? Okay. All right. So next turn, you'll be you will reduce the diff the penalty by one. Woo! All right. All right. Zebulon spirit snare. No. Oh, good. Nothing. All right. It takes. It loses an essence, though. So there's there's a silver lining. All right, Mark. So. All right. So you hit it. So roll damage on it first. So it's soaked, and now I need you to roll strength, Mark. Diff six with including that minus three that you take from being slowed. Okay. You do two points of aggravated damage as you claw. You scrape against the metal and your hand catches one of the spikes and you pull it out in pain as there's this kind of like conic or this cone of silver piercing through your hand. All right, Kyle. All right, that's uh, three rollover. You will have to roll damage on yourself. I don't don't want to do the math to try and figure out exactly how many dice I'm going to roll because it's, I I don't think I have 11. Okay, (laughs) fair. Now roll your strength with the minus three. So you do three points of ag on yourself. I I can soak silver. Oh, you can soak, you can't, you have your, you have your Luna's armor activated. You're right. It's a a lot of rolling to get through this, this small piece of combat. Uh. So you take two points of ag. As you slice, 
you scratch, you're, you graze off one of the, the spikes with your Luna's armor, and then your hand still lands on one, and you get one kind of shooting through your forearm. As blood is boiling and singeing, as black smoke raises from the wound. Regender is going to attempt rollover, so he gets into a willpower contest with the spirit. Both roll willpower, diff six. Regender needs to accumulate every round enough successes to get three total over the spirit. Because the spirit is distracted, its willpower is one lower. And in success, Regender goes, Back off! Leave this place and go back to the foulness of whence you came. And the spirit uses the charm, reform, and instantaneously disappears to reform in its domain in the Umbra, vanishing before you. Good work, Regender. Regender just went savage on his ass. <sighs> As he shakes his head. Standing up to that was a bit easier than expected, though not disappointingly so. I, uh, I assure you the rest of the combat was initially much worse than I had hoped. I can understand that. Kyle, you immediately feel a horrid pain shoot through your arm as Regender has removed the spike while you were distracted. Mm. And drops it with a clang. It's a good thing it didn't target me, and good use of true fear, Cora. I was trying to use swift wind so it couldn't target me and I could activate all any kind of gifts I needed. Luna's armor is good, but it might not have been enough. It wasn't enough for him. Cora says, like, <laughs> nodding her head over to, to Kyle. It sure wasn't. <laughs> but thank you, Rhea. Uh, I'll leave it on, then. Good question. We wish to backtrack and go back to the room we were thinking of going to before, or should we instead move back towards the army? I don't have a good answer. You said that... The sounds that you heard, you were positive that those were the, pu the sounds of the pups that you heard? Yes. Okay, so we found that. We know what's there. It might be wise to head back towards the army so we can regroup a little bit. I know I'm running low. Yeah. I could use some healing, Mark, if you have the gnosis. Of course I do. Here, let me help you with that. What's your rage? Three. Nice. Oh, thank you. Of course, Rhea. Final day scares me, he can banish Nexus Crawlers with his voice. Not quite how that worked, just how it was luckily received. And it's the one gift that has allowed me to be allowed me to be elder, and it's the one gift that would have been worthless and useless against Brian Fulst First Wolf. Argenda, I do not think I've heard that story. Not what I particularly wish to regale you with. I'll ask another time. I'm sure your pack can tell you all about it when I'm not here. Alright, I'll ask them another time. There are a few that we could tell uh, while you're not here, Regender. Chorus is thinking back to their time in, in Sept of the Green with Agatha. Such good stories. <sighs> well, don't give them too much of an impression of me. I don't mean to interrupt Rhea's the regaling, but the matter at hand. Yes. As I said, um, I feel joining the main force would be beneficial. Let's do so. Let's try and work our way back. 
As you start moving back, you get back to the Metis chamber before tracking back the way you came again. The Garu army is gone, and it is likely that they went down the left path from the entranceway that you came into this chamber, as that seemed to be the, the general direction of the army. We'll follow them then. As you start going, you the tracks are pretty easy to follow, only because of the sheer number at this point and the relative recentness of the travel. As the chamber opens up, as there is a small pond, almost a lake, with an oily sheen in the center of this place. There is an exit chamber immediately to your right, though immediately is a bit of a misnomer as it's about two football fields away. Then across the lake, straight ahead, directly straight ahead is another chamber leaving. And then to your right and straight ahead, going parallel to the exit chamber is another path that exits this chamber. About is there three light in this chamber? Uh, there is a slight glow from the lake. It gives an eerie kind of blue, bluish-green glow that makes all shadows seem longer, and all the shadows in this place seem to almost writhe. That does remind you of the pool in your vision when B was with the pack and her tainted essence permeated the group. This is yeah. very reminiscent of that. Yeah, uh, which way does it look like the army went? Now it's a little harder to tell because of the constant shimmering and shivering and it was clear that they tried to investigate this place at least a little bit so there are footprints everywhere so I will need a perception survival from either Kyle or Mark. Alright, I'll take it. Alright. It looks like it. they went through the straight, straight-ahead one. He'll just point straight ahead and say, They went that way, straight ahead. As you move along the shore, you do hear in the back of your mind, Cora and Kyle. Fucking knew it. Hissing and laughing in the back of your mind as you just hear, Don't you want to take a dip with your friend? She misses you. She could mess us all the fuck she wants to. That's delicious hatred. Or your hearts. You feed me so well. As you finally leave the room and the area ends as you find several scorch marks, a dead Garu. It looks like it was one of the Shadow Lords from Electric Peak. As it seems that Storms of Midnight has unfortunately passed from several explosives. As you also see the mangled, mutilated bodies of humans all around, blown apart with several of the shacks similar to what you had seen before as well as cages. Of the ones that aren't blown apart, you see them in contorted horrible twisting motions as their bones have caved in on themselves from the weight of their own flesh 
as the denaturing and decalcification of their bones made them too brittle to hold up against the weight of their organs and their own bodies, and they collapsed in on themselves, screaming. There are three paths, one to your immediate left, one moving straight ahead a little more, and then once again a left, and one to the right, and a survival... Perception survival check will be at diff eight simply because of the mangled nature of this room. I'll give it a shot. Not a botch. So you're unsure. The tracks have been scuffed and blurried about. There's singe marks everywhere. It's just genuinely difficult to tell where the army has been. Well... I, considering we have nothing else to go on, we can try and just continue as straight as we can. I was going to recommend that, since the last room is the way the army was traveling. So would that be the second left or the right? Probably is... the second left, because that's the middle of the three. Okay. Yeah. So you head out, moving through. You hear several growls as... You notice the end of a fight. The army had battled and taken care of several, three spirals, several scrags, and two giant bane spirits that burst out of the ground like antlions, grabbing Garu and trying to crush them into the earth like prey before being defeated. Breathing all around as you see Shadow Dagger going. Ah. Caught up. I think we're getting close. This pack was Adrian. Good to hear it. Trying to figure out where to go now. There is a pathway to the left, a pathway straight ahead, and a pathway to the right. And a pathway that actually goes... So you came in like so, and then there's a pathway just slightly behind again, leading into even more chambers. The heart must be close. These are Adrian and our encounter with the Nexus Crawler that are pretty much the guard dogs for the Black Spirals. Impressive. Nexus Crawler. Fake regender. We were there. We tried. He, to my eyes, spoke it back to its realm. It's like the Wanderer isn't so useless after all. Regender smiles graciously, going, So it seems. Speaking of wandering, I thought about setting roots in the green. It just seemed like a good good time to go. The Shadow Lords do believe that more tribes should go there anyway, right? To work with the Bone Gnars? I think I may take them up on that offer. Shadow Dagger just kind of sneers. Of course. As the army starts talking about which way to go, some saying directly straight would be best and most agreeing, though a couple think they should break off and at least examine the left, the right, and the behind room in case they don't to avoid any sort of unwanted ambushes. I recommend that we stay with the greater part of the army. We've been working by ourselves majority of this engagement. I think it's time for us to play support. I can go scout at least one direction, just to take a little bit of a look. Knowing what's in another direction is probably good. I'll go left. I'm gonna shift to Hispo. I'm gonna activate okay. silence. I'm gonna take my three dice of stealth for Owl. Perfect. And uh, I'm going to stealth and check it out. 
Alright, give me that stealth roll, baby. It's a minus two diff for stealth-related rolls for old Owl. Perfect. As you start to sneak down that way, you are taken aback by the horror. There are two rips in reality, funneling essence into Banes, allowing them to manifest. They are, these of course are known to you, Zeb. These are known as wormholes. There are also, as you see these spirits as winding streams of red fog and upon slight closer inspection thanks to your lambent sight it's actually little droplets moving in conjunction with each other with writhing tendrils could i get an intelligence occult diff eight please you recall these spirits these are crimson pestilence spirits of disease they can use their charms to inflict disease including airborne versions of aids anthrax and any other known virus into anything that they come across Luckily, Garu Regeneration allows them to fight this off, but any kin that are found or any human trafficking victims who are caught unawares by these spirits will be consumed by the diseases and die and spread their pestilence. There are 20 of these fogs and more are manifesting thanks to the wormholes. Uh, it is likely, you know, because wormholes are technically spirits, it's likely the spirals just played it smart and they did the rite of summoning for wormholes because wormholes are very specific spirits that can thrive in highly corrupted areas. So the, and the Karen or specifically the hive falls under that definition and wormholes are able to carry mass amounts of essence and give that essence to spirits to allow them to manifest in the physical realm without having to spend their own essence to do so. Which would explain the high number of manifested banes that you've come across. All right, I will leave this area. All right. And head back to the main. As you all see Zeb approaching very quickly. They've summoned two wormhole spirits that are manifesting banes down there. Right now they're manifesting horrendous diseases, but it explains the number of banes that are manifesting here now relatively easily. That's what's down there. It also explains, I think, some of the deadly diseases we've seen afflicted on the kin here. Since they won't kill us, but they will kill it. The diseases will kill kinfolk. Let's send a contingent over there. As Tatiana guts the week goes, I'll take some of my warriors. We'll take care of it then. Scouts return from one of the other paths? There are kinfolk back there. I counted almost 40 of them. Anything special or obvious? They were all huddling. All unnaturally quiet, which makes me think that there is likely deception amongst them, keeping them quiet. Possibly a spiral pretending to be a kinfolk. We'll encountered something similar before. 
your agenda goes well. We'll have to get to them at some point to help you with your right challenge. But not so sure that we need to go now. No, it's not necessary now. As long as they're not being harmed immediately. At least yes. two then? Two paths? Two paths. As some are coming back from the right path. There were five kinfolk there. They immediately opened fire on us with silver bullets. We killed them. You start moving along. The next chamber is empty as it goes to the right and straight ahead. The army collectively decides to go straight ahead as you find a very interesting scene. This chamber is massive. All well stadium-sized, if not larger. There are several Karen stones placed in piles forming a massive graveyard similar to the Hall of Heroes found in Gaian Karens. There are glyph writings along the walls speaking of the heroics in very large air quotes of the spirals that lived here. But the other thing you notice is all the graves are dug up and it seems that the bones have been removed. Is there some horrible ritual that their bones can be used in for spirals that anyone here knows of? Oh, if you're looking for a ritual, you can do an intelligence rituals. Okay, we'll do. Diff eight because it would be a spiral specific ritual. Thinking about it, unfortunately it is not super narrowed down as the spirals likely use bones in many rituals. You've heard of a few that actually do, though none that you could think of that would be terribly useful in this situation in particular. As Fate Dancer goes, I think the hint is in some of the enemies we've been fighting. A large swine. It is said that when a skull pig eats the bones of a corrupt creature, such as a femori or a black spiral dancer, it gains human-like intelligence and black spiral-like gifts, such as the ability to throw bale fire. Well, good. I'm, I'm just glad that it's not something that we haven't yet encountered. So be so sure about that. Mark's observation puts some dampers on that hope, at least for me. It just leads me to believe that, at the very least, some of the bones would have been used for that because we certainly ran into them. That's fair enough. We, we won't run into an army of skeleton black spirals. <laughs> You've been reading too many comic books. <laughs> there are... Th- so, coming into the room facing it, there are two additional exits to your immediate right. Straight ahead and then slightly to the right across this room is another chamber which you already see branches out to the right and to the left. The army moves to the junction, to the pathway that splits to the right and the left. As it actually turns out, there are two pathways to your left and one pathway to the right. The army is debating though, they don't know which way to go. Cora, could you use your Nix's bangle to scout one of the paths? Sure. I'll take the other. Let's go left, huh? You take one on the left, I'll take number two on the left. We'll look left. What do you think? I think that sounds great. All right, Zebulon, you go down the second left. As you see, yep. fifteen humans here, Hamids here, with kind of hazmat suits on, thick boots, 
and carrying guns. Can I get a uh, perception empathy? If six. One whole success. Zep, you get enough successes to notice that five of them seem real uncomfortable to be there, as if they're basically getting forced into uh, frontline combat. So five out of 15 then. Any, any equipment, uh, you know, set up there? Otherwise, other than the weapons and what these guys have, like things that they brought with them or set up, they've got you, they've got like a little radio. They've got they've got a little radio. They've got like a little bit of like electronic cookware kind of things. And then you notice that the they seem to be particularly guarding a chamber that's right behind them. And, and one more thing, I'm sorry. This is the first time we've seen guys wearing hazmat suits like this, right? Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. Yep. Uh, before Cora rolls a stealth, she's gonna talk, check in with her Nexus Bangle, the spirit in there, and be like, Hey, could I use your power, please? So roll Gnosis to activate Nix's Bangle first. Okay. You succeed. The spirit acknowledges your request. You've gained the power of Nix's Bangle. The hunt in darkness, my friend. Thank you. Now you can make your stealth roll with the power of the Nix's Bangle. As you move into a much larger chamber. You see five Fomori, all of them packing heat, and one of them packing a rocket launcher. As the ground kind of rumbles around you, and you see a great worm rise up and move back down under the earth. Sweet. Fantastic. We'll regroup. All right. Another group comes back as well. They say that it splits off a little bit. They went and they saw a fairly large chamber as you. they said that there were cages upon cages, many. They could hold well over 100 people, if not more, maybe 200. Most were empty, but there were, there were 50 people there, all shuddering, all terrified, and a few of them seem to have gone catatonic, which is a symptom of them maybe having seen a Krinos and not being kinfolk. They're not sure, though. All right, do we want to go hazmat, famori, or cages? I don't know if curiosity is enough. It definitely makes me curious for the first time we see kin, their kin, wearing protective equipment, actually for their own preservation, which is shocking enough to me, given the treatment here, guarding something. Now, I don't necessarily think they'd be trusted to guard anything particularly valuable more than anything else, but still interesting enough. And they're armed with radios, which leads me to they're supposed to talk to somebody should they see anything. No, I agree. My, my curiosity's peaked for that, too. I don't know if that's worth sending the whole army, but if we, if we did want to split off again, I think that would be the call for us. Another reason to go that route is we could pick up radios and listen in on any of their communications. If we were able to, if we were able to catch them by surprise, yes, if we could sneak in there and go for the equipment protecting them, that would be suitably effective, I think. I mean, I think we could handle it. Well, yeah, I think we could handle it. Sound plan. The main army's going after the worm and the Fomori because they don't want that behind them. They think likely that the heart is probably closer to where the cages are, given the number of cages there and how many people have weird Malfian 
marks on them, the corpses, but they don't want a rocket launcher up their ass. So does that mean we're meeting back here after we're yes. done? Yes, yes. Okay. I would suggest that we change into Hispo if we want to catch them by, by surprise, because we can react to much faster and get in their face much quicker. Were there lights down there, Keegan, or were they wearing headlamps? They were wearing headlamps. Okay. Ooh, perfect. All the more terrifying. I think we should stealth in. I think you're onto something, William. And we attack them from the darkness. Go for the stuff that they're wearing. Expose them to this chemical quickly. I'm going to assume they're fairly well armed with silver. I think you have technology. Guns of the radio. Both. Uh, out of character for... I have jam technology and... You jam, jam weapon, weapon also? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, jam technology could technically jam the weapon, but you basically have to hit a... Yeah, you basically have to hit that diff, and everything below that would get jammed. Yeah, and a gun is a diff 8. Yeah. Versus jam weapon, it's their willpower. But it's only the weapon, it's not technology. Yeah, it's not technology. I could start out with the jam technology, and then the attack can ensue. Headlights go out, guns don't work, suits get torn. Yeah, I would I would say the five of you go take care of those five. Well, there's 15. Yeah. Oh, there's 15. There, okay. There's five that seem like they don't want to be there. Yeah, but there's 15 total. But, I mean, if if that gem technology works enough to knock out the headlamps, I mean... They might panic. The ones that don't want to be there. Yeah, I... So, I'm not... I'm not great at stealth. Like, if... I'm happy to, to join that, but at the same time, I could just potentially activate persuasion and yell out from behind something to those five to lay down their arms and lay down and they'd be allowed to live which is probably i mean we'll probably let them live if they do that <laughs> how far down did i have to go to get to, to see them keegan how far was that movement down, that down was that about path. oh about i'd say a football field and a half okay well, if we take out their lights they won't be able to see us so i think kyle's idea ends gem technology would be enough so just out of character breakdown of the plan tyler gives his persuasion for the ones that don't want to be there to lay down their arms making it easier for who we want to target then jam technology then the attack do that once cora and i are already down there give us time to get there and then go ahead and do the call out and then at that point there's a surprise to attack them okay yeah and their guns will be trained where the voice came from, too. Like, what could go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, and, um, Zeb, you can activate speed of thought. Look at that guy. Bend your gnosis and you get to go fast. So as you're sneaking through and you see them kind of just... Ten of them are talking to each other, kind of like almost buddy-buddy, while the other five are in between them and kind of sullen. As you get closer and closer, as you get within 50 feet, two turns, all their technology turns off. It strikes me that some of you don't want to be here. Drop your weapons, get on the ground, and you'll be allowed to live. Do it now. As you hear one of them go, remember, and one of them just kind of goes, they have my kids, as he holds up the gun, shaking. Think of your kids and live. If one of them gets that radio... My kids aren't living. The radios don't work. Drop. All right, roll persuasion. 
All right, so roll, um, because they are quite terrified, it's diff seven for a uh, charisma intimidation. As two of them do as you say, the other three are too cowed by their fellows. You guys get a sneak attack. Too pretty duper. And then we'll roll initiative, so we'll just go through. We'll just go by the two fastest since Cora went first last time. William, what's your first attack? I'm going to swipe at a suit. You fucking wreck him. <laughs> I think he's not coming back from that. He can't soak okay. shit. As you rip some of the suit and you feel this wet splash as you clearly rip through more. And he goes, he just crumples down in a bloody mess. Cora? <laughs> he down. He's big, big down, yes. Big down. As Cora, you go for the face and you just go, take this mask off. And then you rip the whole head and <laughs> spinal cord out, not knowing your own strength. Dimitri, Dimitri, you come in, you claw, you rip through the thing as the guy gets knocked over. And then you hear the horrid screaming as he feels his bones denaturing. And you hear the kind of crinkling noise of a body collapsing in on itself. Next is Mark. We're pretty much coming up to the closest one and just biting at his head. All right. As you leap at his face and you crunch it as brain and shards of like hazmat gear gets in your mouth. All right. Next is Kyle. Uh, I am going to dazzle one of the three almost good ones. Okay. Their willpower willpower? is four. Perfect. That fucker's dazzled. As he sits down and contemplates Gaia. All right, and finally, Zebulon. I'm gonna go for the for a bad guy closest to the radio. I want to make right. sure that I keep him away from that. Cool. As you run, you see him running for the radio, and you grab his arm, and his arm comes off. But Zebulon is faster. Zebulon is faster. You actually run so far, you take the you take the arm, he feels the snag, you hear the snap of the shoulder blade, and it comes peeling out of the back of the hazmat suit along with the torn arm as he collapses. The remaining two somewhat good ones throw their guns to the ground. <laughs> and the remaining two throw their guns down as or the other bad ones throw their guns down as well thinking that that'll save them does it mm, nah. they they wanted to be here <laughs> <laughs> as you just slaughter them they don't even get rolls <laughs> as the lights flicker back on on their little helmets and they see the carnage around them as they gasp except for the one dazzled one oh uh you're uh your friend there if you could I'm a little strong for it. If you could smack him upside the head a little. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Uh, You're going to have to spend a point of willpower to speak English to them. No. Uh, (laughs) That's not worth it. Uh, Do you want to change to Glabro? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. As you say that, he slaps the guy on the side of the head. and He's, oh, are you all all right? Yes, sir. You don't. You don't have to call me, sir. Just don't. So they had one of your kids. What about the others? They have all of our families. They're up above in town. They're going to start a fire in Cripple Creek. Burn our kids, burn our wives, burn our 
our old homes. Do you think the the rest of the army might need to know about that? I don't think so. That's taking me off the prize right now. We're just dealing with the hive. Well, if they have the ability to start fires above ground right now, that's probably something that we need to know. That they would need to know. On, on top of that, I mean, I think we had people outside of the hive. That could be a small enough job for them to handle. Our kinfolk could probably help with that too. As the guy goes, um, sir, sir, excuse me. Yeah. We have weapons here and we, we know how to get out of here. If you catch my meaning. I do. And although I appreciate that, and I won't even say that I don't trust you. I won't say that. What I will say is that I don't trust that the rest of the army will see five people in hazmat suits with guns and think these are our friends. I understand, sir. Yeah, what are you guarding? There are some homes back there. Our four, four of us, our kids are up top. His kids are right behind us. That radio would have gone in there to set off the explosives and kill all the women and children that they gathered and took away from other families. Possibly devices set up in the other cavern with the cages. Is there anyone back there who will either hurt us or your families? There's one, and I know which one it is, too. Do they have the ability to set up the explosives as well? They have... They can do it manually. They're a fanatic. They think that in the next life, they'll be one of the chosen. Zep, do you think you'd be able to move fast enough? You're gonna have to. That or your gun, William. They're on... They're the second shack on the right. It is in a U-shaped formation. They have a trick door that opens up from that one. They will go to the center house using that trick door through a little tunnel if you don't get to them in time. And then once they get into the center house, that's where the main body of explosives are. And that's how they set it off, killing everyone. Considering how far this guy has to travel, to manually hotwire it. I think Zeb is fast enough, or the gun is fast enough to stop him. I can't see. What? In darkness. It, it'll be a lit area, I'm imagining. It's houses and such, right? Yeah, the, but then... the diesel engine that oh, powered the, those lights. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna go. Alright. Okay. We're gonna say you do it. Okay. You get him before he gets out as he yells at you and calls you a betrayer to your true purpose before you crunch down on his throat. You reconvene with the army. Can I state that I'm picking up the radio mm -hmm. and I'm picking up a headlamp? Sure. Couple headlamps, so that way I could maybe provide it to the uh, to other members of the army. Okay, makes sense. You do that as you shake off some brains on several of them. You reconvene with the army, William, you hand out a couple of the headlamps. The radio seems to be a direct line to the area up above, is what you've gathered. And the army decides to move on. They pass the cages simply because they can't rescue them, and it is becomes very apparent once they see the Garu in their Krinos form that the delirium takes full effect. When you move into the next area, there are three wormholes and several manifesting banes. But with over a hundred Garu here, you are able to take care of it also relatively easily. 
before you finally venture on and you enter an area with more glyphs than anything else. Several vague prophecies about the end of the world. He who is chosen. He who shall carry the sins from his very birth. The one who shall wander. And you hear of the, the one tied to the star. And then in the center is a massive spiral carved in glyphs telling the entire story of the fall of the White Howlers, the corruption of the Whippoorwill, the Lord of Disease and his embrace of the Hive, and if enough Gnosis is generated into this and the, right, the correct rites are performed, the spiral leads directly into the Labyrinth and into Malfice. You have found the heart of the Karen, and we will find out how it is dealt with next time. Thank you to everyone who listened. We'll catch you in that next episode. Bye. Bye, Bye for now. Bye. Bye.